1050 Blue Jays reporter. Scott, thanks for joining the show. No problem. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Um, a day like this, it's so much content. There's the baseball side and there's the morality side. We'll start with, uh, you know what, we'll start with the baseball side. Just, uh, I don't know how much you know about, uh, I mean, Ken Giles is a name I think a lot of people are familiar with, the closer who was demoted, has been fighting with management, has been banished to some, you know, banished away from the Astros, and was bad in the playoffs last year. Uh, but then the two prospects, Hector Perez and David Polino. Do you know anything, uh, how much do you know about the prospects coming to Toronto? Well, yeah, I mean, David Paulino, first of all, is a, is a guy who was, uh, you know, a top 50 prospect last year, you know, and by most accounts. And when you look at, at what he brings, uh, you know, he's got a big fastball, potentially a reliever in the long run. He's uh, still a starter currently, but, you know, it's a guy who comes with a, a little bit of baggage as well. This, this deal is, uh, you know, clearly, um, you know, my problems for, for your problems in a way. And, you know, Paulino had a 80 game suspension for PEDs last year. He's had a shoulder issue this year. So, you know, he, he comes with some uh, some red flags as well. And then when you look at Hector Perez, he's really probably the cleanest um, prospect in this uh, in this uh, deal, the, the cleanest asset, because this is a guy who is uh, heading to double A now. He's a, a 22-year-old with a, with a big fastball and, you know, a ceiling that, uh, you know, you can dream on, um, you know, the, how pitching prospects uh, pan out. Uh, is anybody's guess at the best of times, but when you look at this guy, there is that upside that you can say, "Hey, this could be a piece that's uh, you know pitching near the top of our rotation in a couple of years if everything turns out well." Joined by Scott Mitchell, TSN 1050 uh, Blue Jays reporter, was this a good deal for the Blue Jays? Um, and this is about baseball, and this is about morality. Uh, short answer to both is, is yes. I mean, first of all, I, w- I was surprised that the, that the Blue Jays were able to, to pull this much value out of the, the deal. Um, you know, considering the, the circumstances surrounding everything with the trade deadline today, the court date tomorrow, uh, you know, the, the looming deadline on, on Sunday, um, you know, you can call it a deadline in a way because, you know, you have to decide by then if you couldn't trade him, um, you know, if you're Ross Atkins and Mark Shapiro, what do you do? You Do you want to put him on the mound? And, you know, there's uh, reports leaking out that, uh, you know, they decided once this happened that they didn't want him back pitching for them at all. And, you know, whether you believe that or not, um, if they weren't able to make this trade, uh, they probably would have had no other choice. And, you know, once you get into extreme measures at that point, if you really don't want him pitching for you, um, you know, there was a, a non-zero chance that, you know, they would have had to release him and get nothing. So to get a, a guy who has been a proven closer – uh, who, in my mind, has a, has a ton of upside just because when you look at the underlying numbers, uh, he's pitched much better than his ERA suggests. And when you're on a, a team like the Houston Astros, uh, your blowups are magnified because that's a team with World Series aspirations once again. And, and like we saw last year in the playoffs, um, when you uh, when you suffer uh, you know major major problems on that stage, um, you're, you're going to get a lot of attention. So, but when you do dig down into the numbers, he's been a very good reliever and. Um, you know, I pointed out in, in my column today, if he pitches well, you know, to, to the end of this year and for the, for the first few months of next year, you could potentially flip him at the trade deadline next year into even more. So, um, you know, from baseball side, the baseball trade perspective, I, I thought they did very well. And from, a, uh, you know, the, the, the other standpoint, um, you know, I don't I, I think you had to trade him. I, I don't think you could welcome him back. I think there was too much. Uh, you know, too much, uh, too much at stake with the fan base and, and where, uh, you know, this front office sits and how much goodwill they have. And, you know, I, I really, uh, you know, thought when, when this all came down that we, we may have seen Roberto pitch his last, uh, 
throw his last pitch for the Toronto Blue Jays, and uh, you know that came to fruition yesterday. And then the other side is the blowback that's going to happen for Houston. And I was I was thinking about Jeff Lunau, the the president, and the general manager of the Houston Astros, and my conclusion of why he did this deal was the addiction to winning trumps all. Because Lunau, and for people who don't know. He comes from a very non-traditional background. He's got multiple Bachelor of Science degrees, degrees in economics and engineering. He's got an MBA. He's worked as an engineer and management consultant you know, in technology. This is not the sort of guy that comes from the baseball lifer, do whatever it takes to win. Um, so I was sh- I'm shocked that Houston did this deal because A, they won the World Series, and their general manager comes from a very different perspective than your traditional baseball person. I, I'm very surprised, um, you know, at the timing of it. I, I think when you look at where the Astros are, um, it, it's definitely about winning. I mean, this is a, about a chase for another ring and, you know, upgrading one of the few, uh, you know, glaring holes on that roster, which was, you know, the closer spot. And, um, I mean, yeah, that's what it is. But when you have uh, a, a team that's that good and when you have a team that, uh, you know, has already won, um, you know, I, I think you can take those gambles a little bit more. Um, you know, I, I think Luno obviously thinks that, uh, you know, this is going to be something that, you know, he's going to be able to get through from a PR standpoint. And, yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, the first little while is going to be tough. And I think it'll be interesting to see, you know, how he's received in that clubhouse. Uh, you know, Justin Verlander, uh, when you when you look at the video of his reaction to the trade, and, and you know, he's made some very pointed comments in the past about, yeah. Uh, you know, domestic violence and, and things like that, of, of having a zero tolerance policy for it. So, uh, you know, it's going to be a very interesting situation. But, you know, I, I think when you look at it, uh, there's going to be a, an initial period of, of, you know, that's going to be tough at the beginning. But unfortunately, uh, you know, these things tend to tend to go away, especially when a guy gets on a mound and, and starts pitching. Unless um, a video. Know, particularly well. And it's not interrupting. Yeah. And, you, and you're right. We Listen, we all know the narrative of this. Uh, there is, there's charges, but the evidence isn't out there for the public. Uh, often cases, it goes away. And then, you know, the player, they get booed. There's think long think pieces written about shame on this team and morality, blah, blah, blah. But then it goes away. A new controversy starts. And then Osuna, if he pitches well, everything gets forgotten, a la, you know, with Chapman. But if a video comes out or if they're, you know, the court case is going on, if he is found guilty of anything or if more evidence comes out, this could all easily blow back in the face of the Houston Astros. Well, that's why the timing is so interesting to me. I, I didn't think they'd be able to deal him without, uh, you know, some sort of resolution in, in the court case. And, and you know, I, I really thought, you know, 29 other teams in baseball would say, hey, let the Blue Jays take the hit, put him back on the mound, and then we'll trade for him, uh, you know, maybe in the winter. I, I really just didn't think with the timing that they would be able to get a deal done like this. And, and yeah, the Houston Astros are, are taking on, uh, you know, a lot of risk in a, in a number of ways. And, uh, if something changes in that court case, um, you know, it, it could be, you know, potentially seriously damaging to that organization for taking this risk. But uh, when you when you look at it, I, I think, uh, you know, the Blue Jays were willing to move on pretty quickly. And you would think you would suspect that they know um, at least a few of the details. Uh, you know, I would hope the Astros did their due diligence. I, I would really hope that 
this isn't a case where you know they just picked up the phone two days ago and said, "Hey, what do you want for Osuna?" I, I, I would just I would suspect that they you know looked into this over a you know significant period of time, a few weeks, and and really uh, kind of dug down into the case to, to figure out some of the details and whether this is a guy they'd want to take a risk on. And you know, in the end, it, it obviously was. Before we get into Josh Donaldson, one final question on this, and it's a little bit more for, uh, about you, Scott, is you know, you're the reporter for the Jays, uh, not for the Jays, but you're, you're a reporter for us, all things baseball. How difficult is it for you to report or talk about this? Because on the one side, we don't have the facts, and we're supposed to live in a society where innocent until proven guilty. Then there's the other side where usually... When there's an allegation, usually the, the 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 man is actually guilty of something. And 75 game suspension by MLB, they don't do that willy nilly. The fact that all these other teams stayed away from Osuna and passed on even going after him. So you've got you've got all this hearsay and information on one side. You've got all this other information on the other. Um, how difficult is this for you? Uh, well, I mean, you know, on, on one hand, I'm, I'm, I'm paid to talk about baseball. So, I mean, I, I would prefer to be talking about baseball, uh, you know, 24-7 rather than these things. But yep. unfortunately, the, the lines blur between sports and, and real life, especially in 2018. So, uh, I mean, these things you know, come up. And when they come up, uh, you know, you have to be a little bit careful. And that's the thing. This is, this is still a court process. And, yeah. You know, we, we know very little very few details at this point and you know the, there's been a history with with Roberto Osuna and you know you start to, to have a little background over the years as you're around the uh, as you're around the team and you know this is uh this is a guy that uh, you know quietly uh, the organization was was worried about the way he kind of lived his life and you know what the, the things that he did in his spare time I mean you could never predict something like this but you know just just hearing things like that is a little bit of background but I mean I, I just want you know to be be not too quick to judge these situations and, and judge people, but uh, you know, I mean, when charges, when these sort of, sort of allegations, you know, come out, I mean, there's no other way to, to look at them and, uh, you know, other than just step back and, and look at them objectively and, uh, you know, really uh, try to try to parse through what that means from a baseball sense because what these guys do off the field um, affects their value on it. And what, and so we'll move on then from that, um, to Josh Donaldson, what does it mean? He's been placed on the 60-day DL. It opens up a spot. Um, what does this mean for Donaldson? Uh, the 60-day DL move means nothing. It's uh, strictly a paperwork transaction. We mm-hmm. haven't seen Josh since uh, you know the end of May, so it's been well over 60 days already. So that just opens up a, a spot on the 40-man roster. But we're at the point now where uh, you know it's, it's going to get interesting, and time's starting to tick on Josh Donaldson and the Blue Jays being able to. Uh, turn him into some sort of value and, and not have to go through a uh, qualifying offer situation in the off season in order to, to regain a draft pick if they lose him. So uh, now you're, you're kind of just sitting and waiting. Um, the Blue Jays say that, that he's going to start sprinting this week in Dunedin. And, uh, you know, when you, when you hear that, that means there's still a few more steps to go. I mean, he'll sprint, he'll, you know, progress through that. And then he has to run the bases, which is the exact point that he was at last time when he suffered a, a setback, uh, you know, about a month ago now. So um, there's still a, a few more hurdles for him to clear to get back on the field. And then once that happens, we can start talking about a potential waiver trade um, during the waiver trading period in August. So, um, you know, he's going to have to clear waivers when he's healthy. And then, you know, the Blue Jays will, will try to do that. And, you know, there's uh, all sorts of, of ways that can go if a team decides to put in a claim, um, you know, if a team decides to block, uh, things like that. There's, there's so many nuanced, uh, you know, ways that can go. 
But, uh, you know, the Blue Jays are, are simply just crossing their fingers right now and hoping he can get back on the field maybe a week, maybe 10 days, prove to other teams that, that he's healthy. And uh, when you look at it, I mean, you know, this guy could be, a, you know, kind of a game changer down the stretch if he's healthy because we all know he can carry a team when he's right, um, you know, health-wise and, and gets hot. So uh, it, it's going to be a real interesting situation to see if they can get him on the field in a timely fashion, get him, um, you know, probably producing a little bit, and then try to work out a trade with, with somebody at the, you know, before August 31st. Joined by our Blue Jays reporter, Scott Mitchell. And, yeah, I mean, 2015 MVP, 2016 fourth in MVP voting. Last year was fantastic when he was healthy in August and September, and this has been a lost season for the Jays and Josh Donaldson. Um, final question, we always love predictions. Trade deadline, 4 o'clock today. Odds that uh, Marcus Stroman, somehow a team makes a play for him. Well, I don't think they're good, but I mean, I also didn't think the odds of trading Roberto Osuna were very good either. So, uh, you know, I think the Blue Jays at this point with, with Marcus Stroman, the situation they're in is, is they'll listen, um, you know, as, as teams do on just about every player. I mean, if a, if a, if a player, if a, if a GM calls and, and, you know, offers you anything, I mean, you listen, but you, you have to be overwhelmed to trade Marcus Stroman because it's just really hard to find uh, pitching in this league and it's very hard to find controllable pitching and you know he's got two more years of team control and you're going to have to be overwhelmed i I really think uh, this winter um you know we're going to hear his name quite a bit because once you get into the winter it's not just contenders looking at guys it's it's you know teams like the san diego padres the, the atlanta braves who think their windows are are opening and you know want to get out ahead of that so um, you know, I, I think the chances are slim, but, uh, you know, if some team comes with, with a prospect package that, uh, Ross Atkins can't, uh, can't say no to, um, you know, I, I don't think he's untouchable by any means. Hey, Scott, thank you so much for joining us. Um, a busy day. Uh, today, obviously, with the news of Osuna, trade deadline, 4 o'clock. Uh, the court case for Osuna is going to happen tomorrow. Now that is Houston's problem, and it's no longer Toronto's. Thank you so much for joining us. No problem, anytime. Take care. Scott Mitchell, TSN 1050, Blue Jays reporter. You can follow him on Twitter at ScottyMitchTSN.